Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Saf in the City. I'm your host, Eitan Safra. Do you guys ever feel happy, sad, anxious, or depressed and not know why? Because I do all the time. And this is something I've been working on. And today I'm going to talk about how to access these reasons. And I'm going to do that by sharing a lot of experiences and lessons that I've gained from it recently. So I started this new lifestyle here in college around six weeks ago. And in the beginning, it was all rainbows and sunshine. Everything was so good. Every new person was the most interesting person I've ever met. Every food tasted so good. The weather was perfect, whether it was raining, whether it was sunny, because it was new and exciting. And I was so happy to be in a new environment. It's been so different than anything else I've ever experienced. And around two and a half, three weeks in, something just felt off. And I had no idea what it was. And for three days, I was just going with my days and everything was off. And I'm like, all right, hold up. Like, what is going on here? And I took a step back and I asked myself, why don't I feel like I did a few days ago? And I realized that my excitement, my initial excitement wore off because life became a little more regular. And it hit me how fast everything changed. I'm in a whole new school, studying new things. I'm around new people. I'm bouncing out, living with my values with new external surroundings. And it was really challenging. And I was so overwhelmed with all these issues. And it's hard for me to solve a lot of issues at once. But already then, by just realizing what was bothering me, I was already in a much better place because I was less confused. I knew why I was feeling that way, which is a step in the right direction. The next step was to come up with a plan. And slowly I, I started attacking some of the problems. And I still am a few weeks later, but in a much better place. And I felt so much better attacking the problems because I wasn't confused. I wasn't lost. I, I was seeing things right. And I was much more constructive about it. So the key is ask yourself. Sometimes I'm happy. Like, why am I feeling this happy? In the beginning, I, I didn't do that. I was just, I did not blink. I did not think twice. Oh, what, why am I so happy? What feels so good about this? I was just going with it. And sometimes it's not just that it feels good. It's not always so surface. There's more stuff behind it. Here, here's an example. Let's, let's look into it. So uh, I moved into a new apartment. And a few weeks ago, I was in the bathroom and I was just extra happy. And I'm like, wait, this is weird. I'm in the bathroom. Why am I so happy right now? And the, finding the reason why I'm happy doesn't take away from my happiness. I just wanted to know what was going on. And I realized that subconsciously, I was appreciating my new situation. When I was in Yeshiva, we had an apartment there with nine guys. And I shared a bathroom with five of them. And it was dirtier and there was not a lot of space. We were always running out of toilet paper. Here in my new apartment, I share a bathroom with one guy. It's, it's pretty much always opened. It's cleaner. And I, I was uh, subconsciously appreciating um, my, new, my new situation. And once I realized that, I was even more appreciative. I'm like, whoa, I have pretty much my own bathroom now. And that's something I would have loved to have a few weeks ago. And I have that now. So when I remember that, each bathroom situation, each experience is so much more meaningful. And it's funny to say, but it really is. Showering or brushing my teeth, whatever I'm doing, taking care of business, it's more enjoyable when I realize that it's more private and I'm enjoying it more. When when we explore the depths of our situations in our lives, it adds more meaning and we get to live a more wholehearted life, as 
I like to call it, that I got from the book, Gifted Imperfections. I've mentioned in this podcast many times. Wholehearted living is the best way to live. And I'll give another example. Okay, so this week, me and my brother, Ari, shout out to you. I'm make you listen to this one. Uh, me and my brother went out to lunch. And we were sitting in this outdoor area after lunch. And he's like, yo, look up at this tree. There were these humongous fruits that were pretty high up. He's like, we need one of those. I'm like, yeah, bro, I agree. So I take my shoe. We take my shoes and we start throwing them at the fruits to get it down. Fruits are not budging. And I ended up getting my shoes, both of them, stuck in the tree. First it was one and then I took the other shoe to get the other one down. They both got stuck. So we took Ari's shoes to get my shoes down. And both of his shoes got stuck trying to get my shoes down. So there we were outside with no fruits and four shoes stuck in the tree. I had a call two friends and they came with three basketballs and a football trying to get the shoes down. We got two shoes down and then all the balls were stuck. And thank God we ended up getting everything down. And my friend even climbed the tree a little bit and pulled down a fruit for us. He said, by the way, these fruits were so heavy. You guys were not getting a fruit down with with your shoes. So we ended up with all our shoes and the fruits. And I was so happy because I wasn't in my apartment. I only had that one pair of shoes with me. The next day I was going out. When I was walking back with these shoes, I can't express how, how much gratitude I had. I was walking in every step. I'm like, wow, this doesn't hurt. This feels so good. The next day I was walking every step. It was such a smile. And because I appreciated my shoes, it, it really made walking so much better. And of course, it's, you can't do that on a regular day to day. But it's important that for us to find appreciation before we lose it. Right? Like, of course, two days later, you know, I have my shoes again. It's regular. But when I try to remember, oh my God, these shoes weren't stuck in the tree. They're not stuck in the tree. When I put them on, I I feel the extra sense of gratitude and it just adds on a little bit. And when we find appreciation, at least us having a better perception, it gives meaning to things that are perceived as little putting on my shoes. Yeah, that's a little thing, everyday thing, but no, now that becomes a little bit more meaningful. And why not take that little more positivity? The little things add up. So I'm going to try to go forward to keep appreciating each step. All right. So those are some ways to to zoom out when uh, we're feeling uh, happy or or upset. The key is to zoom out. What about when, when I'm mad? Right. How do I zoom out when I'm mad? I have some stories about this, too, that I want to share. So two weeks ago. I was out one night and I was going back to my place where I was staying and there were no buses back to my place. So I'm like, you know what? I'm hungry anyway. I'll take a bus to some food and I'll, I'll call a taxi from there. So I get to the food place at 1210. It says closing at 1230. I'm about to order and they say, oh, we can't take your order. I'm like, why not? It says close 1230. They're like, no, we're closed now uh, because of the war. I didn't really buy it so much. I thought they wanted to close early, but I wasn't willing to put up a fight. Uh, I'm like, okay, I walked out, but I, I was pretty upset on the inside. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to call the taxi. I'm going to go home. I call the taxi. It's not coming for 15 minutes. My phone's at 8%. I'm an hour walk. I just didn't get my food. And I was really upset. And I'm like, wow, like, how could I deal with this? So I, I zoomed out, zoomed out from my current state of upset. And I asked myself, is this a big deal? Is this a big deal? And I'm like, honestly, it's not. It's bothering me right now, but is this something in a week that I'm going to be upset about? Not really. And that helped me cope. I went from mad to annoyed. And and that's how it should have been. Uh, being mad was taking over my presence. Being annoyed was, okay, this, this didn't go my way. 
ended up being also then the taxi canceled on me and I had like 6% and another taxi was coming in 10 minutes. And again, I got pretty upset because I guess I was still not as calm as I wanted to be from the other situation with the food and whatever, this taxi was coming late. So I said, how could I respond to this? And I came up with an interesting approach that I was pretty proud of. I walked around and I, and I picked up garbage for five minutes. And when I was done, the car came a minute later. And the reason I did that is because let's say you're in a fight with someone. Not in a fight. Let's say someone uh, says something that's mean to you or insulting. What you're supposed to do is actually compliment them because it diffuses the whole situation. So that's kind of what I did here. I was upset. So what am I going to do? I'm going to respond with good. Good diffuses bad. So that is how, how to respond when you're mad. Zoom out and ask, is this important? And another way to, another thing to do when you're mad is, let's say the other week, I was mad about something that was pretty small, but I found myself being really mad. So I asked myself, what's going on here? This can't be what's going on. Our feelings have to be aligned with our reasonings. And if they're not, then clearly our reasoning's wrong. If I was so mad about something that was little, that wasn't, that's not what's going on. So actually what, what was going on is that I was stressed about all these other things that I mentioned before. I was overwhelmed with the new environment and all that. And that was just really my breaking point. So it's really important to zoom out and ask yourself these questions. What is going on? Why is this bothering me? Is this important? It's very important stuff. All right. This is the last feeling I want to talk about. What about when we're anxious? When we're anxious, what's, what's the key there? How, how do we figure out what's behind anxiety? So for me, a few days ago, actually this week, this is my current struggle up to date. I was anxious and I was just feeling really weird and bad about myself and I didn't know why. So the question I asked myself is, what am I missing? What, what's not going the way I want it to go? And what I came up with is that I always feel like I plan well and think well and talk well, but I don't do well. I feel like that my actions weren't aligning with my thoughts and plans. And when things don't align, it's frustrating. Like I just said, tense. when we're mad and it doesn't align with our feelings, same thing here. My thoughts weren't aligning with my actions and that was very frustrating. So I got deep into it. All right, what's missing? And I realized it's the balance between my talking and productivity. I say a lot and I don't do a lot. And that was bothering me. And once I acknowledged this, I felt a little better. I'm like, okay, now I just have to do more. So what's the first thing I do? Go to the podcast and talk about it for 30 minutes. Now, actually, this today, I made a schedule for myself and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna just do my best to follow it and not talk about it, just do it and put my head down. So overall, here's what I wanna say. We gotta zoom out and ask what's going on. Do my feelings line up with my reasons? If they don't, dig deeper till it clicks. Once it clicks, come up with a plan. If it's positive feelings, plan to keep those, those feelings going. And if it's negative feelings, come up with an approach to get rid of the negative feelings and bring positive ones. And if we're going to do that, we have to make sure that we bring positive feelings from the right places. Because anything that we bring from the wrong place, it's temporary. And interestingly, we actually feel worse than we did before. I'll give an example. Let's say I'm jealous, right? Let's say I like a girl and my friend, my friend got this girl. This is not a personal example. I'm just bringing... A general example. Okay, I'm jealous. My friend got the, got the girl I like. So let's say I stress eat because I'm jealous to distract myself. When I'm done stress eating, I actually feel more jealous than I did before. And I just feel bloated now. So anything that anything that's brings good feelings but isn't from the right place, it doesn't last. 
So what should I do? I should focus on building myself the right way. I should go to the gym, build myself, not, not look at them, look at me, worry about what I have to do in order to be ready for a person to come into my life. Those, those are approaches that will last, that won't just make me feel worse about myself. It's something to build off of. And it actually knocks out the jealousy. I won't feel jealous because I'm focused on better things that are more important. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Just finding the underlying issues to, to our feelings. And it's important to be in touch with our feelings. It helps us grow so much more. Being honest and having the hard conversations, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to do it by ourselves. We have to find people that we trust, people that earn the right to hear our story. And it's okay to be vulnerable. And when you find that person, that relationship, or even, even if you could do it by yourself, I'm just, I'm just saying to find a person because sometimes it's hard. But if you could build it yourself, have the tough conversations. It's hard to have these conversations and it's uncomfortable, but it's also hard and uncomfortable to not know why we feel things and to act not based on good reason. It's like, it's hard to be fat. It's also hard to be skinny and in shape. Pick your heart. It's hard to be poor. And it's also hard to work for money and be rich. Pick your heart. So I think that it's harder to not live by the truth and not by our values than to have the conversations and live by our values. It might be scarier, but that's not a reason not to do it. In the long run, it's easier. And we owe it to ourselves to be ourselves and act like ourselves. So let's dig deep and find out what's going on. Uh, One more thing that I want to talk about today is a lot of these things are happening and I feel like it's harder, but I feel blessed and appreciative to have these struggles. It's because I'm finally independent. There's no one forcing ideas down my throats and there's no one telling me what to do really. It's all on my own. And I, and I appreciate that, but it comes with all these struggles. But this is the highest level of independence I've ever had. And here's a Fortnite quote, which I said I'm going to start talking about on the podcast that I related to. In Fortnite, the kids know, I'm just explaining to the adults quickly, there's three games. There's squads where you play with your friends, against other squads, duos, you play with one against other, other groups of two, and solos. And to people that play Fortnite, solos are the scariest games. You're all alone, there's, there's people attacking you from all sides, you feel the most pressure, but a solo win feels the best. And this is why independence is so important. Yeah, it's hard, we fall, you know, we're all alone. But when we make it to the top, it's the best feeling. So... The message to us, let's all play solo matches. Let's try our best to win. And when we don't, let's learn from our mistakes and get better for the next game. I believe in myself. I believe in all of us. Let's play solo matches. Let's dig deep, guys. And let's grow.